The Potoskiu Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. I'm Swanson, host of the TV Tuners Podcast. Every week on TV Tuners, me and my co-host, Kio Rain. Swanson, I need water. And Stairmaster. <laughs> review the latest in TV, discuss news, trailers, and even find time to play some fun games. Right now, we're working overtime to cram as much TV knowledge into our brains as possible. Isn't that right, guys? We've been here for 24 hours. We need to get out of here. Not until you answer who Norm is. He's Fraser's brother. Wrong. You get the shock. Check out TV Tunes, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or any of the podcatchers of your choice. Podcast. I am CJ. With me, as always, is my head roll life mate Rico. What's up, man? <laughs> I always, I'm always amazed how well you do that every <laughs> single time. Yeah, much better than the way you do it on our bonus episodes. Uh, fuck. Yeah. I'm very. Uh, I'm. Uh, so, uh, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm just. I'm still tired. Just, you know what? Like, I was. I, I I was listening back to the Chasing Lay interview, and even in that interview, I said I was sick like the week before. I don't think I've ever fully kicked it. Like I'm here, I can function, I can, you know, I was I was going to work, those things, but like, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever fully kicked whatever the hell was going on back then. You know? Yeah, you know, there is a bug. I mean, I caught a bug. You know that. Steph had a bug. Uh, my buddy Michael is battling something right now. Yeah, and there's the coronavirus, of course, which is fantastic. I, which is weird because I didn't drink any fucking Corona. I, I actually, to- I, this may be too much, and if you tell me to, I should cut this, I will. But someone the other day, and I didn't come up with this. This is not my joke. I'm telling you that right now. But someone the other day said, "There's an easy way to deal with the coronavirus. Just get stricken with Lyme disease first. Oh, <laughs> that's so fucked up. It is right. <laughs> I love it because I was thinking like what just add a couple limes, but you're like well no, that's that's kind of in my joke of like the IV of lime juice or something. But he took it a step further. I'll say it to he, but I won't go that further. And uh, he he said, um, yeah, I'll just contract the contract the Lyme disease first. I was like, oh, no, you know, I mean, it's re- look. First off, we are not joking of the people that die. No, not at all. Or not people at all. That even afflicted with Lyme disease, but we are trying to be a comedy show. But I did just get stuck with the thought of what if a tick contract like bit someone with the coronavirus, like fell off, got knocked off or whatever, and then bit somebody else, gave them it had both Lyme disease and coronavirus. So it had corona with Lyme and then bit somebody else. Corona with Lyme disease? (laughs) Yeah. You 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 mentioned that it had nothing to do with drinking corona and and I know I know you were kind of making a joke, obviously, but did you see that Corona actually had to make it? I was entirely making a joke. Well, it yes, wasn't but, a kinda. But yeah, okay, sorry. But did you see that Corona actually had to make a statement publicly? Yes. That's crazy. Um 
They actually have we come like, up with a name for it now. It's not the coronavirus. Like, coronavirus is, like, the slang term for it now. I don't know what the official thing is, but... You know, what we're joking is something that, like... I mean, I don't mean to make our show political unless we have to or if we intend to, but it's something that, like, Trump would misunderstand. No, so don't. Be like, <laughs> oh, this coronavirus is the worst virus. Oh, these people are drinking too much corona. It's like, dude, um, Jesus Shut the Christ. fuck up, yeah. No, that's yeah, yeah, not yeah. how that works. He but, probably would think Lyme disease is like eating too much lime. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of being Which is sick. For lemon. <laughs> okay, okay. But speaking of being sick, it kind of yeah. leads to the topic that we do want to discuss tonight. And, and you and I, on uh, multiple times, have talked about movies that we just love. Whether And they've come up over the course of various conversations. But you've brought up Amadeus a few times. I brought up hunt for october a bunch of times over the course of you know the time we've been doing this and it made me think we should talk about movies that we can watch uh just about any time like anytime it's on whether it's on tv or you just you know you can always put it on and you'll watch the whole thing you know that kind Those of stuff movies that, like if you're just channel surfing and it doesn't matter where it is on tv you sit and finish the whole fucking thing, one of those movies? With an exception, because I won't do it on network. Like, when there's commercials and edits and stuff, but if it's on, like, a HBO or something, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that's a great idea. It's like we didn't plan for this at all. <laughs> so, and then, and as I've been thinking about it, that leads off into other related topics that I think we'll get to, because I don't think we're going to take our whole time going over, you know the initial concept here and so i have some and, ideas that can spin off unless it's a movie that like like i absolutely love and you absolutely fucking hate and then it could be like ding ding like fucking oh yeah well Dukes. you mean like halloween yeah oh that is on my list no of course it is because you like terrible movies um we will be you know that's a good uh i'd like an answer for that for our listeners let us know do i have Terrible taste in movies yes. based on the list that I'm going to produce no, or I, CJ or do we both have good taste or are we both wrong or just well, tell see, us here, you guys are fucking listening. So here, here's the thing now, right? Mm. And I'll say this too, because Deb and I were talking about this off air, obviously, before we started. And she was asking me, you know, she just started rambling off movie titles to see if she could guess which ones that I would say. Mm-hmm. And she got a lot of them wrong. And they were all movies I love and I enjoy, but they weren't they wouldn't fit into this topic. So okay. she was saying stuff like Endgame and um right. you know, uh, Captain America and you know and I think she said one of the Fast and the Furious movies. You know, like things like that cuz she knows I like those movies, but they don't fit into this topic, this category. I'll, I'll compare it to something that I do. I have a shelf at work, like my Rico's recommendations. We are yeah. as, as few of a staff that we have at the video room. You have your, yeah. A, yeah. We more like the owner has one. I have one. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Like the, um, they didn't do one for staff. Uh, I would, I'd be fine with that, but she hasn't really, she doesn't work there enough. I mean, I sort of have taken some of her, I know her recommendations and like put them on mine. Put them on yours, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like there was a movie that she introduced me, The Great Race. Old kind of 60s. I've heard uh, of it. I don't know much about it, but yeah, I, I've heard you of know, it. There was, a, there was an old like Hanna-Barbera 
cartoon where it was like wacky racers or some shit where it was like characters in like ridiculous looking cars. Oh yeah. I forget what it was called exactly, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think it's called like wacky racers or something akin to that. See, I keep thinking the laugh Olympics. Do you remember the laugh Olympics? No. What's there that? were three teams. There were the, there was the dirtily dastardlies. So it was like all the enemies, the villains of the Hanna-Barbera world. The Scooby okay. Doobies, which was led by Scooby Doo, and had not just Scooby Doo people, but it had like a group of people. And then, oh fuck, I just blanked on the third one. But I had like, and but it had like Grape Ape and Snagglepuss and all these different Hanna Barbera cartoon okay. characters. And they would, it was three teams, and they would compete in these Olympic Olympic events. And I'm using air quotes for those listening. You know, I mean, that may be a bit of spinoff of this. Or but the other way around. Show, or the other way around. But this show was a tr- like inspired by The Great Race, which was like Tony Curtis, Jack Lemon, Natalie Wood. Like, oh, the movie. I thought you meant the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this movie. So what I was leading to was like, yes, I could watch Endgame. And I like Endgame. And I, and there are those movies that I'm like, yeah, I love, I love Indiana Jones. I love Jurassic Park. But I don't put those on my shelf because it's really like I kind of have come to the term like, well, of course, everyone more or less likes Jaws or Jurassic Park. Right, but or you're using There's- your shelf as an educational piece. Am I understanding you correctly to like educate people about lesser known movies? Sort of. I just say uh, my whole thing was I I pick movies that I have a like. My job for myself that I chose for like okay for to make my job work for me, I have to be able to recommend at least three movies of any genre, regardless whether I like that genre or not. Okay. So I put a sort of hodgepodge of wide genre thing on the shelf. So I've got horror stuff, I got mystery stuff, I've got action adventure, I've got old Sinatra shit. I've also got like a musical or two. I've got Westerns. And and so I could say, like if someone says, I want an action adventure type, I'm like, well, obviously you should get Indiana Jones if you've never seen any of them. And they'll be like, well, I'm... Well, and, and I hear you there. And I think you're right about the Indiana Jones, but like, for example, like Last Crusade would probably be on my list. You know what I mean? Like, it's, not 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 all the indie movies, but Last Crusade specifically. Like, you know... But here's the thing. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is on my list for this topic because that's a movie that I rewatched numerous, numerous, numerous times, but it's not on my shelf. What, which movie? Last Crusade. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but I was using the, the shelf as like an no, example. No, I, I, I get it. I, yeah, I yeah. have my movies that I always love to watch, and I have my movies I love to recommend, and then I have movies that like... Yeah, dude, I fucking love the Marvel films and some Batman movies and yada, yada, yada. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to make 80 of my lists. Right, right. I hear you. And that's kind of what tonight's about is to sort out like what what will and what won't, you know. So it's it. And look, when we say list, at least from my perspective, I don't want to speak for you, buddy. But for me, like we, you know, you made the joke. It's no, it's not like we planned it at all. Of course we planned it because it's what we do. But, you know, we didn't we certainly didn't discuss each other's picks with each other because we like to do that on air and Mm -hmm. but what i also was unable to do was narrow down to five like i really kind of struggled so like i'm doing my best to 
to keep it around five. But, you know, that's... I can't make any promises of keeping it to five. Well, great, and that's fine. And I don't, I don't want it to. And like I said, I have some, I have some ideas about, you know, where this can spin off to. Because I do have a side topic already I really want to discuss. But I want to go through our initial concept first. So... So I think we should jump right into it. And like right off the top of the head for me, when I was starting to think about this list, the obviously Red October. Yeah, you know. I knew that was coming up. But I mean, you can't be surprised by that either. Like no, we've no, talked. No, no, yeah. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not surprised because I've known you for for a right. while. Right. And that would probably be arguably, if not the most prominent one that does keep coming up on the show. It's such a good movie. <laughs> I mean, I see. Here's the thing. It's like I, I saw, I saw all the Jack uh, Ryan yeah. movies like in one spurt. Like okay. I had never seen any of them. I had known of them, sure, but, sure. But like, I actually had to like do some math. I'm like, wait, Harrison Ford is also Jack Ryan, and then like Ben Affleck, and then I'm like, wait, it was. Co- I looked at this sort of like this is the CIA James Bond. This is the well, American- yeah. You took the words out of my mouth. It's kind of like they they tried to bond this character, yeah. and it. Well, the movies for the most part were successful because I think the 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 one with um, Jesus, Chris Kevin, Pine. yeah, Chris Pine didn't do so well, and I don't think even the the Affleck one didn't do so well. But I think it helped that Morgan Freeman was in it. I think the sum of all fears made money, but I don't know if it was critically acclaimed but it but right and it wasn't clear and present danger it wasn't you know it wasn't it was, no it wasn't even patriot games no, right exactly no, that's kind of what i'm saying like i'm not saying they were bad movies or whatever but comparatively speaking <laughs> it wasn't patriot games it was closer to reindeer games <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you know what i'm saying like that's that's what i mean by that whereas bond for the most part has been consistent and it's and it's it's success, I think. Um, Maybe one, like one off here, one off there. There's also, just in comparison, there's what? Seven Jack Ryan movies, I think? Hold on. One, two, three, four, five. I count five, actually. There's five, and then there's, I mean, if you count the, the series, the Jack TV show. Yeah, well, okay, so even, even if you want to count that, but I'm just going to say the movies. There's five movies compared okay. to... Bond, of which, like, in a month, there's going to be 25. So there's five times as many movies. Yeah, but there's there's as many Bond actors as there are Tom Clancy actors. Okay. I hadn't really done the math on it, so if you're saying that, I believe you, but yeah. I mean, Bond actually has, surprisingly for, you know, 25 films, it's, like, a short list. It's... Uh, right. It's Sean, it's Sean, I mean, we're not really doing a whole bond. Thing, no, no. But. but just real quick to finish up my point that to your right. point of that is, you know, to your point, they've had more time with them because Connery did a bunch. You know what I mean? And Roger Moore did more. Right. right but well, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I was getting there. <laughs> Connery did a bunch. Roger Moore did a bunch. And even I think Daniel Craig's probably third in terms of the number of bond appearances am i correct with the inc- oh. with the if you include the one coming you know well i think connery did seven 
and we talked about this all in the bond one, so I'm not going to go hunt it all out again. But, right, right, the, right, but the point is, you had five movies, and the only repeat was Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger with Harrison Ford. All the other movies were individual people, like different actors. Yeah. Now, I, I, and I don't want to do a dive on, no pun intended, on Hunt for October today, <laughs> but, you know, I, the only reason why I think they switched to Harrison Ford was because I heard there was a problem between Alec Baldwin and the studio. So I don't know if that, cause they, they, they designed it for him to do originally for him to do several of them, I think. Um, which is interesting because every time Harrison Ford and Alec Baldwin like are offered a role, it's always like, if you don't do this, Baldwin's going to get it. If Baldwin doesn't do this, no, Ford's, Ford's going to do it. Yeah. And um, then it's, it's also been done the same thing with Coster. Like it's always been like the three of them lobbying for like usually the same roles. So basically Alec um, Baldwin and Harrison Ford don't like baseball movies. That's what it boils down to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With, and then like Harrison Ford, like 20 years, 30 years later did fucking 42. Right. But he's not the baseball player to be fair. Yeah. True. But, um, um and actually, I, I don't want to, I want to let you say one off your list, but that actually took me, when you mentioned that, it just reminded me one that probably should be on my list, and that's The Postman. You know, I've never seen The Postman. It's actually, I, I, you know that I'm not a huge fan of those, like, post-apocalyptic, you know, because there's so many of them, you know? There's so many of them, but there's not that many good ones. Right, right. And, and I enjoy The Postman. I'm not saying it's a great film, but I enjoy that movie. See, that's the other thing. That's the other thing about this these Water- lists. What? I saw Waterworld. I know. See, I've never seen that. Um, but that's the other thing about these lists that I think I should point out to people real quick. The we're not saying these are the these are better than in any other movie. These are just our enjoyment level. So they can be guilty pleasures or B movies or whatever you want to call it. You know. So. Um. So am I naming one off of mine? Yeah, now? please, please. Off of my list that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the list can exist. We just didn't talk about them. Um. All right. Well, look. You brought up Amadeus. Uh, well, no, no, no. I mean, you did bring up Amadeus, but I'm not talking about that. But oh, okay. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I could start with Amadeus. I was going to go with because we talked about Harrison Ford and Alec Baldwin and everything. I'm like, one of mine is Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. Oh, well, like, sure. I love to be. I love me some indie. We did a whole two-parter indie episode. We've talked about every time we do like a mystery adventure movie, undoubtedly fucking Indiana Jones is going to come up. It has to. Yeah. It has to. It's, it's really the, there wouldn't be this reverence for treasure hunting clue shit like Da Vinci Code or National Treasure. Without, without and the, especially National Treasure. I mean, not so much Da Vinci, but definitely National Treasure, you know? We we made a comparison where, like, I said, I think I said uh, that Nicolas Cage's character from National Treasure is the, like, the explorer type of archaeologist, and Tom Hanks's character is the, um, the scholar of Indiana Jones. I They're yeah I, th- I think that. you did I think you did make that comparison last time. I I vaguely remember that. Um, yep. But yeah, it you know, but that's not a bad bad selection. I mean, 
of the indie ones alone, that's one that I could watch almost every time. You know, yeah. you know another one for me, and I, I know you're going to shake your head and probably have something to say, but Crystal Skull is one I actually really enjoy. I I know it's not the strongest in the bunch, and a lot of people consider it to be the weakest. For me, it's Temple of Doom, but you know, it's it's a it's a solid movie, you know, and I have a good time with it. I don't think so. Uh, I because when we did the whole indie thing. I watched all four, and you did as well. But like, oh, except Temple, was, I didn't get to get through Temple. I don't think. And I, but I did. I did all four, and the first three feel like a trilogy. It feels closer, and then there's this one that is just for me. I'm like, I can't. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's it not wasn't the a... same as like, like Jurassic Park, and then Jurassic World. Jurassic World still feels like like a good addition to the Jurassic Park Park franchise. But like Indiana Jones is like the the redhead stepchild. You know, I'm sorry. It's just You mean Crystal Skull? Yeah, I mean Crystal Skull. Yeah. Well and that's and that's another debate for another day. But you know what I mean? No, we already like, had that fucking debate, buddy. Yes, we did already have that and I'm sure we'll have it again at some point. But yeah, you know it, but yes, it Last Crusade is one of those movies that really just hits all the points so it makes it, e- it it makes it easy to watch you know what i mean like that's what i mean by hits all the points like it it it, it never it has its low moments it has its high moments but the low moments are still good you know what i mean and when i say low i mean like in terms of action and speed and pacing you know it doesn't so. really fail for me no and you're you always give me shit for this but I saw it out of order. I saw the indie films out <laughs> right. of order. Right. But, you know, here's the thing. It's like, it's not like I'm actively saying, oh, one, two, and three. Fuck that. I'm going to watch three first because right. I'm a rebel. No, I'm six and it's available and it's on TV and it was a home video. And I'm like, well, this looks interesting. I'm going to put this on and see what this is about. So when I was a kid, and I and this may still happen, but it definitely happened a lot more when I was a kid. ABC, I think more than any other network of the like three networks, NBC, CBS, ABC, every year would have this habit of running different movies like around the same time every year. So like on Palm Sunday, for those who are Catholic, they run the Ten Commandments every year. They still do that. That's one that still happened. But they would run the um, Raiders of the Lost Ark almost every year. Sometime in like the June July era, why they picked that time I don't know, but they would just do it. And my dad and I would sit and watch Raiders together every year. Now I was mm-hmm. on TV, but I mean, no, but here, but the reason I bring it up is to your point. I was six and it was available. I was six. I was seven. Eight, you know, like you just got lucky that you saw the first one in order. Well, I mean, to be fair, it, I don't think Last Crusade came out till I was twelve. You know, like I yeah. was, I was born and alive before Last Crusade and even Temple. Actually, it's, I think I, I was technically alive for or alive before all three, but right. But I think I think uh, Crusade came out in eighty nine. It might be eighty nine, but either way, the point being that like it was, I had well already seen Raiders. You know, sure. by the time Last Crusade came out. Well, I I picked Raider. I, I'm sorry, I picked Crusade. Because 
and I, it's linked up with another movie on my list. It's, sure. That has, they have nothing to do with each other except for the fact that someone, and I think it was my dad, uh, which is bizarre to me that he did this, <laughs> t- took a VHS tape and like recorded two separate movies, probably on like HBO or something. Right. And they have nothing to do with each other, but they, but it was a way for them. Like I picked this up on my shelf when I was like six years old, seven years old. And I'm like, that's, and I'm, you know, I'm re I, I, I can already read at a very young age. So I'm like, I knew what I knew. Indiana Jones was like part of pop culture. I knew of Indy, even if I hadn't right. seen it. Right. So I said, huh, Indiana Jones, last crusade. I, I, this must be the first one. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Sure. So, and then I popped that in, watched Indiana Jones Last Crusade, was completely fucking dumbstruck with how much I liked it, and laughed so hard, and it was kind of scary for, you know, six, seven-year-old, um, full of adventure. And then the movie was, oh, and I, I loved the opening scene, because that's why I was surprised that this was the third one, because it shows Indy as a kid in the beginning. Yes, yes. So, with like this is the most natural indie film because you see a progression of him as a child, him getting the whip, him getting the fedora, him getting the, all that shit, and then here's an old here's an older version of that doing an adventure. Okay, but then when that movie was over, it went on to the next movie, which was Rain Man. Okay, it's yeah, so, it's definitely an interesting combination. I don't know who the fuck decided that. I don't know if it was like they were aired at the same time and they just let the fucking tape keep going. Uh, I mean, it could or... be that it could it, listen as as someone who grew up with recording movies off TV like HBO or whatever. You usually used wherever you had space, so sure. you know uh, it, the discussion probably went something to the effect of, "Hey, is there still room on that video we did last crusade on?" Yeah, all right, let's record this one, and they hit the button. That's, you know, what I mean, what is? I mean, they were both. Around the same time, Rain sure. Man's eighty-eight, Indy is eighty-nine. 89. So, yeah. and, that does, and they and they run those movies still. I mean, I've seen Rain Man on HBO recently. So you know, like, yeah. But for so that was a weird. That, that may have been one of the first adult movies, and I say adult not in a porno sense, but like this is a grown-up, a grown-up movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for like a six, seven-year-old, I was watching it. And I recognized Tom Hanks. I'm sorry, Tom Cruise. Sorry, wrong Tom. Uh, But I didn't, I hadn't seen him in anything else. I think I had been kind of like, I think that's the guy from Mission Impossible. (laughs) I I was like, that's all I knew. But then, you know, because it's a movie about autism and and brothers and and it's a road trip and there's gambling. It's a weird movie. Yeah. But for a six-year-old, I was just, I was into it. I was fucking, I was into the music, this weird kind of fluty. Right. I, I just still, that's one of the best themes uh, that I can recollect. You know, it's and, funny. It's funny because there's a movie very, it's not on my list, but very similar in style that I absolutely love. And it is a movie I enjoy. It doesn't, it wouldn't make this list that we're talking about, but it's called The Wizard with Fred Savage. And, He's probably I don't the know most. That one. Yeah, he he he's taking his younger brother. He's like twelve, thirteen, 
And he and his brother, like his younger brother, hitchhike across the country to California from like, I think, Wisconsin to go play in a video game tournament that debuts Super Mario Brothers 3. Okay. And and it's but the kid is like a video game savant. But he's not he's not Rain Man in, in that he doesn't have any what? He's not autistic. He's just a Okay. I'm I'm following you. Well, he he went through a traumatic experience a few years prior to the movie taking place and they reference it and they talk about it and it basically so basically he's suffering from a severe ver- form of PTSD but this is back before anyone knew what that was I think you know and like he's in an institution because he won't speak and he's very quiet and all those kinds of things and he keeps like building he like just takes things and builds these like statues out of whatever he can okay. get his hand on whatever it be like Legos or blocks or whatever why is it called the wizard? Because he's a video game wizard. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that sounds actually pretty good. I, I, it, I'll, I'll check it out. It's okay. But if you grew up in that era of the original Nintendo and playing with the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the original Zelda and the original Mario Brothers games, you know, it... it I mean, I was a little late, but I fall in that sort of demographic. Right. But you know I'm also a gamer compared to you. I know you game, but oh, yeah, compared to yeah, you, yeah, yeah. and and so for me, it's it's you know, and and it was the debut of Mario Brothers three. Like nobody had ever seen the game. The game did not come out before the movie. Like they released the movie it, almost it was, as it a, a marketing weird... tool. What tie-in? Yeah, I, I yeah, and it was also a way to try to sell the Power Glove, but it didn't work. Well, no, it worked because it sold a bunch, but the thing was terrible. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um. Oh, were you done with your movie? Because I you. Well, no. I mean, it, it was more of just. I mean, yeah. It, it was. Well, we it leads have... me to my next. It leads me to my next movie. So you talk about your movie. Well, and your that's the thing because you mentioned Tom Hanks with Rain Man, and as I'm sitting here talking to you, it occurred to me he's in like two or three of my movies that could fall into this category. Well, wait. I said Tom Hanks and Rain Man, but I or fucked not... up. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah, I know. So who and you I, no, about? you said. I think you said Cruz. I think I fucked up and said Hanks. I said Hanks. Then I changed it to Cruz. Who? You, which Tom are you talking about? Cruz. Okay. I so meant to say Cruz too. We both fucked up. I thought you were allude. I think you were going to allude to like, oh, well, there's that other Tom movie where he plays a weird, like, idiot genius dude. His name was Forrest Gump. He goes, yeah, no, that's not actually one for me. As much as I do enjoy that movie, that's not one for me. Forrest Gump almost made my list. It's no, it's close. You're right. It's right there. But there, you know, Forrest Gump, while as good as it is, feels longer than it is to me. Always has. Like it feels end game long, and I don't think it is. I think it is. Is it that long? It. I mean, I I don't know if anything is really end game long apart from but, fucking like the Irishman. Irishman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well then I'll put it that way. It's it's Irishman long, you know, like it feels Irishman long to me. But anyway, th- so do I go political or non-political? And I don't mean like political, like what's going on in our world political, but like one of the movies is a political movie. Well, so was fucking Hunt for Red October. So I know that. Okay. I have like oh. four political movies in my list. I'm not even lying. 
So, for, hold on. so by the way, Forrest Gump runtime is two hours and twenty two minutes. Yeah, so it's forty minutes shorter Less. than Endgame, but it feels as long as for me. Okay, sorry. What's your what's your political fucking movie? Well, the Tom Cruise one specifically is A Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. That's another one that I can watch over and over and over again. Yeah. It's just, Not for me. What? Not for me. No? Like, I, I, you I don't like Tom Cruise, I, though. Um, I don't like Tom Cruise as a person. I like Tom Cruise movies when I have seen them. But okay. I'm not actively like, oh, the new Tom Cruise movie's coming out. I could give less of a fuck. It depends because on the for, movie. I'll say that. I'll say that like about the new Mission Impossible, but not because Tom Cruise in it, but because I like the Mission Impossible movies. Sure, I would agree with that. But like, you know, I've seen some recent Tom Cruise movies, and they're just not as good as yeah. Certainly well, not as good as A Few Good Men. Certainly not as good as Rain Man. Yeah. And well, and. And if you'll indulge, because I don't have a whole lot to say, but I don't want to deep dive each one of these movies. We'll be here until next year. (laughs) But, you know, that leads to another one that would fit my category in Days of Thunder. Yeah. Which he's also Uh, in. And that's one I could watch over and over again. Well, I think we we talked about Days of Thunder recently. And I don't know if, I don't remember if I said, but like, I've only saw Days of Thunder the one time. And it was because I was at my cousin's house and my cousin who was, was watching same, it. Who was the same age as me, was a racer. Okay, yeah, I think you did. T- you t- It wasn't recently. It was a while ago, but you did tell this. I remember the... We were talking about... No, we were talking about uh, someone who was in it who died. There's nobody who's in it the guy who, who, Who's the guy who was uh, uh, racing him in the fucking wheelchair? Michael Rooker. He's not dead. Oh, okay. Well, I thought we were talking about we were talking about Michael Rooker recently. I don't know. It, we always it, talk maybe. about Michael Rooker. He's in Marvel movies, for fuck's sake. Hey, what's going on? Yes, what's going on? He he's in Kevin Smith movies and he's in Marvel movies. There's a reason we talk about Michael Rooker. I mean, come on. That's that's true. Yeah. You know, um. But, but yeah. If I could comment on a few good men, like I, please. That was one that that was one that uh again I knew the famous scene. Had never seen the movie, so like oh, I yeah. knew the whole you can't handle the truth, right? Like, right, I, that whole thing. Deb knows that scene, and she's never seen it. Like, like we were, like I said, we were talking about the movies before we came on tonight, and I mentioned it to, to her, and she goes, "Oh, is that the one with the you can't handle the truth?" And I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "Yeah, I've never seen it." Yeah, <laughs> but know, she knew that. This, you know, here's this whole weird thing for movies that are that are infinitely more popular than people have seen them for. Like, sure. it's just part of our pop culture lexicon, which is like, like I knew Darth Vader was Luke's fucking father. Long before, before he saw Empire. I, yeah. Which is kind of like really shitty. Yeah. You know what I mean? We both kind of got cheated of that what moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I told my brother to never tell his kids that Vader is, is Luke's father. So that when they sit down and watch, you know, four, five, and six, they can get that, what? He's lying. There's no way. Yeah, but see, that's right up there. I Listen, to anyone who might have young kids listening to this show, first off, why? Second of all, um, it's, 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 spoiler alert, but I mean, it's, it's like Santa. 
you know, like you you find Vader being Luke's father at this point is in that same realm. Where they, eventually, it's just something you find out as you grow up, whether you see the movie or not. You well, know, what's a sailor? Really? What? Fuck you. Okay, moving on. To say Santa's Luke's father or something? I'm trying to say you're a jolly fat man with a beard. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Wow, if that's the case, bitch, you're an elf. Well, yeah. Anyway, um, just uh, what's your, what was his name now? The drunk guy all the time. Fuck, he uh, I played Arthur. I, oh, uh, Dudley. Uh, yeah, I'm just Dudley Moore. So anyway, he played it. He played an elf in a movie. So yeah, that's not a smart man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, do uh, you want to give me another one or do you want to, do you want me to keep going? So going from Rain Man, I had this weird thing. I actually, because I was talking about this with the stuff and I said, you know, Dustin Hoffman's a weird fucking actor. Yep. Cause I can't, I, especially when I was oh, younger. Can I guess what this one's going to be? Cause I think you're, I know you're, you're going to get it right. Okay. Never mind then. I don't want to do that to you. Well, so. Going from Rain Man, and my dad, you know, my dad was like, he let me watch what I wanted to watch, but then he would come in and say, Rico, what are you watching? And I'm like, I don't know. It's some weird movie with Tom Cruise. I don't know what's, I don't know. I don't know what this is a movie about. And he said, oh, I said, hey, Rico, did you know that the guy plays Raymond or Rain Man is Captain Hook in Hook? And I just looked at him. I was like, what? What? No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I still, even though I know it's him. It's hard to say it. Yeah. Really difficult, especially because I was, I mean, like, I look at Dustin Hoffman's career, especially, like, now he's very recognizable. He's the older guy who's either hyperactive as fuck, a la little, uh, Meet the Fockers. Yeah. Or he's the dry, like, sarcastic guy who may or may not also be hyper as fuck a la uh stranger than fiction you know you know what you know who's similar to that latter description you just gave now um harvey Keitel. (laughs) yeah like the wolf like he plays that wolf role the wolf the the guy he plays in the irishman whose name escapes me right now you know i I barely recognized he was in the fucking irishman too i know and he's, Harvey, but he's such oh, a good, uh, he's, he's Harvey fucking Keitel. And I don't know why that is. Like, I've only seen like three movies he's in, four. But like, Pulp it's Fiction, still... Reservoir Dogs, Irishman, and then. No, I did Okay, five, because I've seen Reservoir Dogs once. But um, he's in um, National Treasure, one and two. Oh, that's right. I forgot. He looks, he looks way better. It, I mean, God, dude, Harvey Keitel got old. So it doesn't happen, but. So did De Niro. They all did. <laughs> yeah. They all did, man. They got to de-age, like, just to go out to get, like, groceries. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Dustin Hoffman, like, I still, like, he's going to always be my hook. And Hook was that movie. Yeah. That Hook's I so good. Watched. Dude, that's how you and I, like, weirdly enough. It's one of the first ones I watched. Yeah. It was because I had just done a whole Peter Pan, Peter Pan, Peter Pan, Peter Pan. Yeah, I didn't say it. I almost said it. Uh, Peter Pan, like, 
marathon of a bunch of different versions of like yeah. Japan movies. Yeah, I you and I, one of the first conversations that we ever had for you know peel behind the curtain. I think as you were talking to me about walking playing Captain Hook in that live one that they did. Yeah. We didn't uh, record it. It was like we were on the phone or something, but yeah. Because I was, well, it's weird because I just, I was still doing the Peter Pan marathon when you and I started talking. Right. I'd aired right. like hook and one other one. And then, so I was like, you actually convinced me to get back on Twitter. So I went on Twitter and one of the very first fucking things I did was I live tweeted watching this Broadway revival version yeah. with walking as hook and it was bad dude it was really really bad like i feel bad to like oh chris walking like you're old and you forgot your fucking lines but like dude chris walking you're old and you forgot your your fucking fucking lines yeah 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 yeah. he's just bizarre and, and it's it's sad because you know he wanted to do it and in theory it could kind of work but i'm that that's a bad Peter Pan, but a yeah. great Peter Pan is it's fucking Hulk. Hook, man. I just fucking everything about it, like the fact that like I knew who Robin Williams was. So to see Robin Williams at a young age and be like, "That's Mrs. Doubtfire." Of course, if anybody is going to be a giant like, kid, if anyone's going to be a grown up Peter Pan, it's, it's going to be the guy Robin who's child better yeah. than anybody. Yeah, no, so, absolutely. But I mean, I even mean, you know. All of them, like the, you know, um, fucking hell. I keep wanting to say Julie Andrews. Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell was a great call, you know. <clears throat> um, I didn't, it didn't bother me or, or I didn't, I mean, I wasn't as into background of shit of movies as I was years later. Yeah. But watching it now, I'm kind of like, you know, Julie Roberts is fine in this. But I know so much about the background of this movie that I kind like. I, she was unhappy on set. Oh and, yeah, like, Spielberg was really unhappy with her and wanted to fire her numerous times. And like the crew and cast called her like like Tinker Hell or something. Oh like, really? Something. Wow, that's sad. Um, yeah. Like at one point on... she like left and like was like disappeared to like be with another actor in like the middle of Ireland or something in the middle of shooting and like Spielberg had to like hunt her down and be like, what the fuck are you doing? We're yeah. filming a fucking movie. You don't get to just leave. Well, let's, let's hopefully talk about a, a positive actor in that same film and Bob Hoskins as Smee, uh-huh. who might have actually stolen the show. Like that guy, like is yeah. as great as Robin Williams is. And he was in that movie, you know, and even Dustin to, to, you know, his credit, Smee, <laughs> Smee makes that fucking film. Agreed. And it's the it's the dynamic between Hoskins and Hoffman. Yeah. That makes it so uh entertaining. So, so entertaining. But here's you know, watching Ron Williams, you he's less on in that movie than yes. you would initially think he's going to be. Because yes. he has to be the fussy fucking grown up. And even even as he starts to redevelop his Peter Pan ness, if you will, right. 
he's still not the Robin Williams you're you're used to seeing in like a Mrs. Doubtfire or a Birdcage, you know. Yeah, he's not, not doing his oh yes, oh I've been casting it. He's not birdcaging it, he's not Mrs. Doubtfire, he's not even doing a jack, you know. It, right. It's, but also it's you and, and just to just to give Robin the credit, even though I mean obviously he's passed on, but for anyone who's listening who might get a little bent, we know Robin's capable of amazing serious performances goodwill hunting is a great example of that dead poet society where he gets a little bit of both he gets to be a little little robin but he gets also gets to be very serious you know he shows his uh he i love i love that that uh that change where robin when he gets very serious you know he drops his voice and you know yeah and he, and he's uh, he loves the sensitive, you know. Oh, you know. And then we, when he's like doing like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And there's oh yes, and then there's oh no. <laughs> it's, I, it's a transition. Yeah, and I think on last year's Patty's Day episode, the the how about them PB and J's? We talked about this, so I'm not going to get too deep into it. But he delivers one of my favorite lines in cinema in Goodwill Hunting when he's like. Fucker, I forget exactly how he phrased it, but it was sad because it is one of my favorite lines. What? Son of a bitch stole my line. That's it. Yeah, I couldn't remember the curse. The curse at the beginning. I knew which, this stole my line, which he improvised. Of course he did. No, that was yeah. it, that's obvious that that was, it, but in a good way, you know. But it felt natural. That's it did. the thing is, when, well, when you see Robin riffing, yeah. you could tell that's an improvised line. And then, but he improvised a line that seems so natural. Like, yeah. of course, why is it in the fucking script? Of course, that should be the last line of the because, movie. Because, and, and we don't want to get into a whole Robin Williams discussion now, although we, maybe that's one of our deep dive, like, sure. actors, because I think we could have some fun with that. But, but yeah. he, people don't realize, a lot of people don't think realize he was Juilliard trained. Like, he is a classically trained actor. He's known for this improv off the wall, like, you know, zany Robin Williams, who can occasionally, some people view him as, you know, that guy who can do occasionally do the serious role. He is a classically trained, or was a classically trained actor. I think cocaine also helped, if we're really <laughs> yeah. being honest. If we're being honest, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Juilliard training and all that, never going to say, oh, Juilliard training. No, it was cocaine. But, like, it was that and cocaine. But the cocaine didn't make him serious, is what I'm saying. That The, the ability to do... To, the, my point to the Juilliard training was that he could improvise that line and make it sound like the character said it, as opposed to Robin Williams saying it. You know what I mean? Well, Robin Williams grew as an actor with each film that he oh, did. Oh, for mean, you certain. Could see it. For you certain. could see the Juilliard training, but like, you know, when he was Mork, come on. There was or no Popeye. seriousness with Mork. Yeah. That was that was Robin on Coke for sure. Um, <laughs> or Popeye. Then, yeah. And then it was uh Dead Post Society and it was good uh Good Morning Vietnam. That, I love that movie. That was a great movie, but that blends both because yep. you know, I watched Good Morning Vietnam when I was in high school. We had to like I don't know what the subject of it why why we were watching this fucking movie. But we were watching this movie and we're all laughing our asses off at Robin being Robin. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, shit, this is a serious ass movie. Yeah. Like, you forget that this is set in fucking war-torn Vietnam. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Realities of it. When I was in fifth grade, they showed us glory. Wow. 
Yeah. Wait, what grade? Fifth. Dude. Yeah. That's, that's a bit extreme. No, they sent home like permission slips. Like the parents had to sign off on us being allowed to watch this movie. But okay. yeah. It and it was because we were talking about the Civil War. Like that was the point of showing us the movie. But Okay. No, it wasn't just okay, hey, we're having a movie day, let's put this movie on. Like it was there was a purpose. There what? were days where, like, I, it's so weird. Like, you just remind. Like, I had a Facebook reminder today or yesterday, and yeah. it was a a post I made, which was like, you know, I'm beginning to realize that we watched way more movies mm-hmm. than we really should have, and I think it was just because the teacher was hungover as fuck. <laughs> and I po- when I first initially posted that, um, the mother of a girl I had dated was a teacher. And she comments and said, that's absolutely fucking true. <laughs> about that teacher or just teachers no, in no, general? It's about, it's about teachers in general, but it's like, all right, we all, like, it. <laughs> I think there was, like, you couldn't do it too much, but, like, the teacher sure. would go, like, this faculty would be like, guys, I, I was up all night grading papers, and I I really can't focus. Is it okay if I just put a you know movie on? Or they would just do it. And then... There were t- there were days where just for no goddamn reason at all, it was a whole assembly where they got the whole fucking elementary school in the auditorium, and we get to watch a Bugs Life. That happened at least three goddamn times. Yeah, that's the whole the whole staff went out the night before <laughs> together. That's what I'm saying. They went <laughs> young Robin Root and partied. Um, for, <laughs> but, but to get back to the to get back to the our topic tonight, um. If it's all right with you, I'm just going to ramble off, too, because they're both political and they're both very similar. What? Well, I wanted to finish with Hook for just one Oh, I'm second. sorry. I thought you were done. My bad. I, I, well, you brought up Bob Hoskins, and you're right. But, like, I read that the way they worked so well, Hoffman and Hoskins, was because they couldn't figure out how to talk to each other. And then they both came to the same conclusion at the same time. Yeah. And they realized these guys are just a, a, as they put it, these guys are just a couple queens. They're just a gay couple that don't oh, sleep. Oh, yeah, then, I could see that. They're like, they are a bickering couple, but they love each other. Yes, and, yes. And only only Hook would ever trust Smee and vice versa. And you, and no, after I read that years later, I rewatched it to do the rant. And I was like, holy shit, it's so obvious. Oh, this yeah. Is just, this is just the hook cage. That's all this is. The hook cage. Um, actually, since we're staying on hook for just a split second, one of my favorite characters in that, not characters per se, but the actor for some reason has like stuck with me, was Rufio. Uh, uh, and, the actor is named Dante Bosco. Yeah, I was getting there. You You beat me to it. Um, and he, he did, he actually does the voice of a main character in Avatar The Last Airbender, the animated series. I knew you were, I had a feeling you were going to make that connection. I obviously don't watch that shit, but, uh, and I don't mean to call it that shit. It's just not for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you phrase things. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I did voice a character on like YouTube for, I, you know, you, I know you're not an anime fan. I know that and that's fine. And I respect that. These are not technically animes, the Avatar show. I look at it as Nickelodeon anime. <laughs> you know what it, I mean? It is, but it's it's not 
whatever it is you don't like about anime, you won't get with these. That's kind of the point. No, I've seen Airbender, and I've seen, or Avatar, I don't know, I've seen shit like that, and I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, still just, it's a whole mythology that I'm just not ready to dip my toe in, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you, and that's fair. I'm not gonna give you, I'm not giving you shit, I'm just saying I think you would like that better than, say, something than, like, Ghost in the Shell, or, you know, Full Metal Alchemist, or one of those traditional animes, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're referencing shit that I'm just like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> Ghost in the Shell, but I'm like, Full Metal Alchemist? Yeah. yeah. But, you, I, you know, for Rufio, uh, my brothers can, my brothers were, my older brothers were convinced that Rufio was actually a girl. Like, I don't know if they were messing with me. Because he wore I, leggings like, and stuff? No, they were like saying, like, they just thought that the actor, they thought Dante Vasco looked feminine they thought it was a they thought they thought it was gonna be a whole big reveal that it was actually a girl who was like hiding in the lost boys and yeah. like took on and i was like you guys are way overthinking this shit yeah a little bit a little bit and that didn't fucking happen but that would have been badass that would have been a whole like hey yeah. lost boys fuck you your yeah. hero is a fucking girl Rookie. yeah yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> <laughs> Um, moving on though, then I'm going to list off two because they're very similar in content and style. Those movies would be the American president and Dave. (laughs) Keep, keep rolling, but I got to grab something. I'll be Uh, right back. Okay. I, I don't know where Rico's up and walking away and over to his collection area thing um what don't don't know what no i was just com- i was giving play by play of what you were doing so we got the a donation at work steph yeah. like was like oh we have got to take this because no one's gonna buy it like we get i get first dibs yeah yeah yeah. oh look at that that's pretty funny it's the american president and dave double feature yeah and i opened it is it's empty Steph watched one of these motherfuckers. That's funny. Or both while I was at work, I'm guessing. They're such good movies, though. I haven't seen Dave. I've only seen The American President. You would like Dave better, I think. Okay. It's a, Well, it's more of a comedy, right? Like, American President is more of a dramedy at best. It's a romantic dramedy. Yeah, whereas... and And so is... I mean, they're both romantic, as your box implies, you know. Right. Romance double feature. Right. But Dave is more of a comedic than American President. I would also say that, like, Aaron Sorkin wrote the American President, if I remember correctly. I think you're right. Yeah. And Aaron Sorkin is the, I mean, he wrote uh, A Few Good Men. Right. So he's got that. West Wing dialogue, so I, like, always... I would imagine the American president is that is that type of. I also find it funny that Martin Sheen is in the American president. That he went on to go be in the West Wing. It's true. Yeah, going back to um, a few good men briefly, I do feel like they're similar in style. American president's definitely lighter, but to your point of the way it's written, you know what I mean. Um, there's a very Sorkin way of yes, of like yeah. Steve Jobs. So, you know. so Dave is 
to give you a quick synopsis, is about a guy who looks exactly like the current president in that world. So it's no, it's not meant to be like Bush or Clinton or any of those. It's just, you know, random president, you know. So it's it's uh, Prince and the Pauper, but American and president. I've never seen it, so I don't know. But you know, the, you know, the, the, the Prince of the Pauper is doppelganger. One is a prince. One is a pauper. They decide to switch places. Well, no, no, this is slightly. I mean, yes, the concept's similar, but it's different in that the the actual president. Now, just to and this is not a big spoiler. Um, Chris Klein. No, not Chris Klein. What's his name? Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. Thank you. Plays both roles. Of course he does. Well, he has None- to. No, you're right, but I'm saying this isn't like they got a guy who he looks similar to. He literally is playing both roles. Um, and the president suffers a stroke mm. while he's, like, fucking his secretary. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure, not, like... He, you sure it's not based on Clinton? Yeah, well... No, but, like, so much so that, like, they literally show him on top of her, there's moaning, and then he just collapses on top of her, like, passes out and okay. and she's like mr president mr president and he's just dead because he dies like he, he has a stroke and it kills him oh, so they so i'm guessing the white house and the american government don't want to have a giant controversy no the- it's not even that complicated the the secretary of uh, um christ why am i blanking on this position because you're thinking about the other position the president was in. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Um, whoever would be third in charge to the president, because you know the list succession. It's president, vice president, and I think it's like the speaker. <laughs> then it must be it's, it, it, whoever it's this guy is. Pelosi. What's that? It's whatever Pelosi currently is, right? Yeah, but it's but he's this guy's not Pelosi because he's not in the house. So anyway, the point being is that he he. And the he and somebody else concoct this plan that they bring this look because they brought the lookalike in. They brought the other guy in, the poor, the pauper, to your point, Dave. to Dave to stand in for him as he was leaving a speech so that he could go fuck his girlfriend. And it still looks like the president left the pro- the premises. Oh, so he was already hired. Correct. Oh, as okay. a as a one off. He's a double. Right, he was meant to be a body double for a one-off, but then when the guy dies, they bring him in, and he ends up actually being president for like six months. Yeah, that only works as a fucking comedy because oh. if that happened, oh yeah, like, it would be a it'd be a fucking disaster. That, that actually happened, and the word got out like, oh yeah, actually, this whole time it was just a dude, whether he's from Juilliard or not, it was just a dude. Yeah. Happens to look like the president, sounds like the president, because that's also important. Uh, then we would be like, "Oh, so the guy, so we went to war for no fucking reason." Yeah, well, it's not that serious, but yes, I get the point you're making. Um, no, it's, I write the film; it's not going to be that serious. But there's some serious actors in this thing. So, I mean, like I said, you know, you got Kevin Klein, who I think is underrated, honestly. Oh, Kevin Klein is always Kevin Klein. Just gets the regard that he deserves. He's always kind of like, like, it, this is not on my list, but I fucking loved him in A Fish Called Wanda. I've never seen that. Dude, as a Python fan, 
You right, because it's it's Gilliam, right? Or is it Jones? It's, uh, no, it's uh, John Cleese. Oh, is it Cleese? Okay, yeah. And Cleese directed it, I believe. And it's uh, it also has uh, Michael Palin. Palin. Well, let me let me run down, going back to Dave, let me run down the list of actors in this movie. This little, well, you've got it in front of you, it looks like. But I have an abridged version of it. I have the, I have the credits on the back of the DVD. Right. You've got Sigourney Weaver in this. You've got Frank Langella in this. You've got Kevin Dunn in this, which isn't a name people recognize necessarily, but if you saw him, you'll know him. Like, he's he's that guy, you know what I mean? I think Ving Rhames is in this, and I think it's one of his first movies. Well, when when did uh when did Dave come out? And then wait, wait, let me go, let me go through the list because there's one or two more people that you need to hear. Um, ben Kingsley's also in this. Wow. Yeah. God, self. Yeah, he's actually the vice president they're trying to avoid. <laughs> so they're staging a weird like coup in a, in a weird way. Like we, we want. Dave to be the president because fuck the VP. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Wow. No honor amongst fucking in politics, huh? No, not at all. So it, it it's a fun movie. That movie came out in ninety three. Ving Rhames, by the way, you may be right. This might be one of his earlier films, but like Pulp Fiction was right in ninety four. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulp Fiction's the one that broke him out, but I feel like Dave was <laughs> one of his first films. Um, Do you know who gave Ving Rhames the nickname Ving? No. Because his name is Irving. Oh, okay. Well, Irving. That, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Stanley Tucci. They were fucking hmm. roommates and friends, and he called him Ving, and that's it. That's that's all it is. It makes him stand out, though, if you think about it. Like, you think Ving Rhames, that's a name that stands out. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it, I mean, no disrespect to anybody named Irving. No, no of course not. Irving will fucking pay your taxes for you. Ving Rhames is an actor that, like, has that gravitas. Like, there's a reason why, like, Michael Clark Duncan yep. kept all three of his fucking names. Yep. Well, you know, Michael you know, Duncan you know, work. Ving's also the voice of Arby's. You know, I never made that connection, but it makes total sense. He is, yeah. Um, I have to take back yeah. my statement. He are you he's, sure? So I thought it was that other big. Nope, dude it's him. It's Ving Rhames. It's not the the insurance dude. Mm-mm. Okay, you, you're all right. Michael Haysbird, I think is his name. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, dude from uh, Major League. Because he's act, that's actually one of my movies. Major League. Yeah, I fucking love Major League. Really? Yeah. I I I enjoyed it when I saw it, and I I, I saw it handful of times but it was never my go-to rewatch ability type of thing i want to rewatch it i haven't seen it in a while really quick i gotta back up and apologize to ving because he's in some heavy hitters prior to dave so i was wrong prior to dave prior to dave yeah he's in jacob's ladder never saw jacob's ladder but it's a big name it's a big name movie you know sure he's in in i that i don't know that i can't speak to that's that's debatable about whether Oh, he was in this movie, or oh, Fair. he was big in this movie. Fair, like but he's, he's also... credited. He's credited in this movie on the back of the DVD for me, but you know, yeah. If he's, he's also, is, is, he's also in the people under the stairs. Um, that's a, isn't that a Craven film. I don't know. 
Uh, he's in <laughs> Stopper, My Mom Will Shoot, which I know is not a great movie, but still, people I know it. Enough, I have seen that. I know you have, yeah. It's um, uh, Alone and Estelle Getty. Yep. Yep. I've been on a fucking Golden Girls re- uh, marathon. <laughs> Fuck, we watch it every goddamn Sunday. It's so good. Um, I love I, I'm I'm getting tired of it just because we literally watch like 12 hours out of it every fucking Sunday. That's how I fell asleep. You, I mean, I forgot. I was like, I feel bad because I'm like, oh, normally I listen to the episode as I'm going to sleep. Nope, dude, it was fucking B. Arthur and a Stunt Getty. <laughs> and fucking, um, uh, I I'm really kind of getting to the end of my like pre-planned list. I'm sure I could think of other ones as we went through, I like I did with Days of Thunder. No, I'm just saying for me. You know what I mean? So the only is other this one where I uh, go on. Well, how many more do you have? Because I have another spin-off topic I kind of want to get into that I think is similar, but <laughs> well, all right. Well, I have. I mean, I I've got a I've got a decent amount. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Well, one one. Let me let me propose my next topic, and you tell me if any of these because there may be crossover, it, and I mean that sincerely. So, like for me, when I get sick. Like, if I'm, like, down for the count, sick, there are movies I want to watch. And they're not always when I'm sick, but they're, like, comfort food movies. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you and I were talking the last time we got together, and you were talking about how... Or, actually, no, we were on the phone, and you were talking about how... Because we use my Disney Plus credentials to watch Disney Plus, and you accidentally went into my profile. <laughs> and yeah. you were like... When did I watch National Treasure 1 and 2? You know, and that's one th- those are examples of that kind of thing for me. Like those those creature comfort like just not feeling good. The first back to the future is that for me, you know, stuff like that. Um Roger uh, Rabbit. Yeah. All of these movies to a certain degree would fall into that category. So yeah. Well I that's why that's why I asked if I could at least present the topic because sometimes I think there's gonna be crossover. I mean, A Few Good Men is one of those for me, just real quick. And Dave, those two, n- not so much American president, but the other two for sure. Well here's the thing. You know and the audience knows I got fucking migraines all through my childhood. So absolutely one hundred and ten thousand percent every single one of these movies on my list I have seen when I was sick. So well, they all yeah. they all qualify, but I know the distinction. There is, oh man, I just don't feel good. I just want to curl up and watch a fucking movie and fucking have some, you know, Sprite or something. You know, I, right? I, you know, curl, yeah, yeah. And 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 just as an example, real quick, something like Endgame doesn't qualify because there's so much going on. You need something almost mind numbing. Do you know what I mean? Some, well, you need something that is, for me, part of your childhood. Yes. Yes. And we are grown-ass men that saw Endgame. We cried like children, but we, you know, it doesn't It's different, yeah. Same- but to the same degree, I'm sorry, Rick, I don't mean to interrupt you, but, like, a couple years back, I had the flu real bad. Like, real bad. And I was down for the count for, like, four days, like, just on my ass. And I watched the entire Avatar The Last Airbender series. And that came out when I was 25. Like, I was 25 when that show debuted, you know? So, like, I wasn't a kid, but it still has that feel of, like, old Saturday morning cartoons that I used to watch, 
when I was a kid. So maybe that's, you know, for me at least. 25 is still young. I mean, you could still, 25 is still at that cusp where you're like, I, I'm not saying it's less accepting, but it's more of like, well, of course, you're 25. You're barely an adult. Yes, but you use the word childhood specifically, and that (laughs) wouldn't qualify for childhood. I'm just saying, you know, so. Because same thing with National Treasure. Those movies came out when I was well into my 20s. Well, yeah. I, you know, you brought up National Treasure, and I would say, I mean, National Treasure is a Disney film. Yes. And I actually purposely avoided, for this list, any Disney films. Like, I'm, I, I watched, like, Disney like every fucking kid in, you know, the world did. Yeah. Um, but they were never really part of my... Like, oh, I'm sick. I want to watch this. It yeah, was me always, neither. yeah. Well, with, I mean, like, because I had different, I mean, my parents were split up. Yeah. So, like, the Disney movies were at Nancy's house. No movies were at Ron's house, unless it was like a fucking movie that was like Rain Man and Last Crusade. Right. Together. Like, <laughs> right. I didn't really have, right. a, I started to build my own collection on my own when I was 10. I started, right. like, collecting VHSs and shit. Um, so at Nancy's, it was all the Disney movies, Wizard of Oz, Nightmare Before Christmas, shit like that. Um, so I think the most frequent one I saw was probably like The Great Mouse Detective. Oh, God, I love that one. It's been so long since I've seen it. So Steph and I were doing a whole... We stopped it. We We like took a break because... Even doing like one at a time, seeing a lot of Disney fucking movies in order gets old. Can be yeah. goddamn taxing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But we watched. We were both unanimous. We loved the Great Mouse Detective growing up. I need to watch the, that again. Is that on Disney Plus? They're all on Disney Plus. Buddy. I need to watch that. Yeah. So I have a little quick story, please, about the Great Mouse Detective. The Great Mouse Detective was. I, I I have a family friend named hey, George. Before you get deep into it, because I want to hear your story and I don't want to interrupt it, but just going back to a conversation we had many, 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 many episodes ago at this point, is The Great Mouse Detective your first experience with Sherlock Holmes? Because I think it might be mine. Yes. Yeah. Because well, he's that and also young Sherlock Holmes. Oh, uh, yeah, but but specifically because he's very Holmesy and for uh, animated mouse. It's a homeless adaptation. Yeah, exactly. It, it, I mean, they changed the name. So his name is Basil because he's ba- he's inspired by Basil Rathbone, who played uh, Sherlock Holmes in the movies. Did we talk to Arlen about that specifically when we had her on for Sub Holmes? Dude, that was so long ago. I, don't I know, think we, I know. You know, I don't think we did because I don't think I've told this story. And I totally would have told that story. I think I meant to. I just forgot. It's possible. We told. I mean, look. I I love Arlen to death. She was one of our first followers and and supporters, and she's an awesome person. And but she definitely was like, it, uh, she she had a lot of energy that day. She made me laugh my ass off though. She that, did. She was fun. She was fun. You could. I mean, I like to laugh, and I do laugh. But there's been not so many times where I've laughed so hard that I like st- I had to stop recording so I could breathe I did that to you once I forget you what it was about 
But I did that to you once. I remember. We did one recently where uh, I made us both laugh really hard. And it, I re-listened to it. Oh, it had I to be one of Jay's letters. It was the Jay's letter, but it was me riffing where I said, uh, they had started the fire. Oh, yeah. And it burned Australia. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. Minute. That was good. <laughs> See, I do that shit all the time where I make up a song and make up lyrics on the fly. And most of the time, it's awful. It doesn't work. It's shitty. That was with a very few times. Like, that worked perfectly. It's yeah. offensive as fuck, <laughs> but it worked. Yeah. So, um, so I have the story. The Great Mouse Detective. My story is, uh, bear in mind, I was four when this happened. Okay. And my mom had a family friend. My mom, after my parents split up, dated a guy named George. And even though they didn't, last very long he and i became very friendly he was sort of like a uh like yes, a babysitter sir. okay old brother father figure type of guy he was an uncle he was like a brother uncle hybrid thing and his name was george he still actually yesterday was his birthday you still talk to him uh, yes i i called him yesterday for his birthday but oh nice it's been it's been a while like i saw him uh christmas dinner he came out here um so so you, he and your mom still or no not together, but I mean, they still like they're friendly or oh, whatever. No, they're very friendly. Like they, they're better friends than they were partners. a couple. Like, yeah, it was, it was, and honestly, it was because he and I responded so well to each other, which is why like Nancy was like fine with him being around. Not and just, not hey. not to deep too much into your family's personal business, but Maxwell's not upset by any of that. No. Okay. No, no. I mean. They they actually get along very well. Oh, good. All right. Because uh, they're both like into music, music and shit. So one night George takes me. He says, "Rico, do you want to go rent a movie, or do you want to go?" He's like, "Let's go get a movie." And I'm four, and on a Disney movie like preview on a tape, I had seen the trailer for The Great Mouse Detective. Okay. But and I had never seen it, but I knew I wanted to see it. So we go to a blockbuster or a video. I think it was a blockbuster. And I had a, I, I, it wasn't a speech impediment, but I would translate, like I would hear a word, but could not articulate it very well for certain words. But I wasn't hearing that I wasn't articulating the word very well. So basically you were speaking. I was <laughs> Yeah, I was speaking, but I was like, it was like a filter in my own. It was weird. Like, so what right. happened? So you're was basically I, like I, now. Yeah, fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it. I was uh, speaking like how you speak. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wayne Manor, uh, motherfucker. Good job. I should. I should have to praise you for saying Wayne Manor. <laughs> Just but fucking I, tell your story. Okay, so I couldn't pronounce the word detective. Oh, but you I did thought tell I you. Totally I, I think you have told this. Have I? I don't think. I don't think you got into all this detail. I think you just told the part about how you didn't say it right because this sounds okay. familiar. Yeah. All right. Well, fuck it. Well, maybe. I well, don't tell remember. it again. I, Finish I, it up. But I'm just saying. I think you did. Yeah. I've listened to Sup Holmes in a while. Um, no, I don't know if you told it on that one or a different episode. That I'm not oh, certain of. Yeah. That's but I, because of course I should have told it on the fucking, you know, Sherlock Holmes episode. Anyways. So I couldn't say detective, so it came out. 
This is so fucking embarrassing. It came out Tatata. Yeah, I think I think you told this story. Again, I'm not sure that it's on the, the Holmes episode, but yeah. Okay. Well, if I've already said this, then it's already out there. But No, it's still funny. Yeah. I went there. I was like, do you have the great mouse Tatata? And in my own mind, I'm saying detective because that's how I thought it was. Sure. And you're four. <laughs> yeah, I'm for not not bad for four. Yeah. And so they were like, we don't know what you're trying to say. But, Rico. Yeah, but George translated for some somebody translated no, for you. Oh, uh, and you know, as a video store clerk, I look at that clerk and it was a it was a teenage girl, and I keep thinking you were so bad at your job where you couldn't figure out two of the fucking three words I was trying to say. Like, great mouse. Blank. Like, it's gotta be something. Hmm. So, they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. So, George was like, Rico, why don't you go grab the movie, go look for it, and then bring it to us. And I had such a, like, fine, like, you guys don't know shit. And I went and found it. I'm like, see? Here. And, and I, like, oh, I can see you at four going. You guys don't know shit. I can see you doing that at four. I say that, but the attitude was very no, much there. No, I, I can see you saying that at four. Oh, I definitely said that at four. I just didn't say it to them. <laughs> exactly. Um. So I went back all shitty. I'm like, see the great mouse Tata. And they're like, yeah, that says detective. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's what I said. <laughs> I did the classic thing like that's what I said um, so that was I don't know why I brought this up but that was, I guess that was a movie that I saw uh, that was if, if there was ever a Disney movie that would have been on this list gotcha. but going with, going with the whole like sick illness yeah, yeah whether I was sick as a kid and I watched these or I'm sick at you know 28 years old and I'm like hmm what would be my go to there's definitely a couple Goonies for sure I should have guessed that but I didn't see I mean Goonies was like because I'm not a product of the 80s I'm a 90s kid but I respect the 80s cinema like 80s has got some great cinema I need yeah of course absolutely and we probably maybe we should do an 80s thing one time but I have a question for you because you probably know this better than i do sure the goonies is in takes place in oregon that i know but is the town fictional or is it real do you know i think it is based on a real part yeah i think it's um okay no i'm only bringing the reason i bring it up is because there's a town in oregon and i don't have it right in front of me but i saw this the other day that's showing it in theaters again for the anniversary of the film i think it's there is a town that's known as the goonies town i think it's like astoria or something i mean i don't i see i'm saying i don't know and i'm not trying that's why i I thought maybe you might know i i don't know but if there if i was i mean i if i had family that lived in oregon i would have been like yeah i'm gonna go visit you guys fuck that i'm seeing the goonies in the fucking goon town yeah and they're doing it they're doing it because i think it's what the 25th anniversary or 35th anniversary i mean I don't know. It's not the 25th because. So, no, no, I, I meant to say 35th. I misspoke. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. That's insane. It's a 35th anniversary. I think crazy. so. I'm going to, I'm going to check. I think I want to say it came out. I'm going to, I'm going to guess. I'm going to say it came out in 85. Yeah. 
So and it would be thirty five. So it'd be the thirty fifth anniversary. Wow. Um, Goonies is a movie that I always recommend to overzealous dads. It's always you, a yeah. Dad. You've told us that before. People who want to show them Raiders and instead use I, second. Yeah, you've told us. Can I, can I show you? I think my four year old's ready for fucking faces melting and Nazis mm. and sh- like. No, dude. Start them off with Goonies. So I Dude, saw look Goonies at Chunk. Um, you know, I'm, I I didn't tell you this, but you brought it up, so I feel I'll, I'll say this on the air. I actually wrote to Jeff Cohen, who played that, Chunk. Okay, what, like recently or way back? Like two weeks ago or less so recently. than recently. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I wrote him a DM and be like, if you ever want to come on Podescu, we would I, love we- it was a DM or a tweet because I think I saw that. Both. Okay, I think I saw, but I I would have known who he. I go hard. What? When I do my invites, I go fucking hard. I know you do, and I I I didn't know, I wouldn't know who he was by name. So unless you said chunk, you know what I mean. It's it stemmed from me seeing a video of him, you know, Goonies age. At a British interview talk show, and he slays the interview. The interviewer is kind of a British dick, and we got British fans. We got British so, family members. That so is Graham team. Norton? No, it was no. Graham Norton is not a dick. Graham Norton is actually a very nice guy in comparison to this guy. This okay. guy was just like like all the, all this guy did was just kept commenting and making jokes. Of Jeff Cohen being overweight. So he's Piers Morgan. Yeah. 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 That's more that's more accurate. And and Jeff Cohen is just like like this. I watched this video. I'm like, this dude is like eleven and he's funnier than half the comedians that are doing movies. Like this shit like this kid need to fucking have a career. It's really like he made his own choice. He like is in the entertainment field and he's like a an agent or some shit or management for stars. But like, we lost out a lot of good potential chunk type of shit. You know, it's, and this is definitely a discussion for another episode, but that happens a lot more than people realize. And not just movies that happens in musicians a lot too. But the good news is that as far as I know, he didn't like, yeah, it's not, it's not like Jake Lloyd or, or something like that. Yeah. Right, it was on a Corey Haim kind of situation. Right, right. Um, so, so yeah, I wrote to you know, if we're looking back on this years later, and we've already interviewed Jeff Cohen, I'm like, hey, I try, that's how we got here. That yep. Uh, that, only I could be able to do the truffle shovel. He's so thin and like muscular now. Yeah, he couldn't do it if he tried. Speaking of thinking and muscular, did fucking Ethan Soupley. Yeah, well, not even thin. That dude is a like he's rich yoked. Now. Yeah, he's yoked. <laughs> How fucked up is it that, like, he was, like, he, he, I I have this theory, I don't, this is just a theory, I don't know if Kevin's confirmed it, it would be absolutely amazingly awesome if, if and when Kevin does the sequel to Mallrats, and he calls it Mallbrats, or whatever the fuck No, he changed it, it's the, um... Twilight of the the Rats or something? Something like that, yeah. Uh, to be fair, I, I've preferred Mallrats, if I'm being honest. I, I'm with you, yeah. Um, what if Ethan Suplee 
comes back as Willem from Mallrats, but he's now the new LaForce, which is why he got so fucking ripped and huge. That's a good what, idea. Right? That's a good idea. Like, it I, would not I was only gonna... find the fucking sailboat, but now he's chasing after Jay and Bob in a mall. I was going to say he'd be he'd be the Easter Bunny, and when they go to beat him up, he just, like, rips off the hat, the hat and fucking kicks the crap out of them instead. I like my idea better. <laughs> uh, no, I, I do, too. I do, too. Um, um, all things equal, I do, too. Um, right. But, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway. Um, did you have any more you wanted to say about Goonies, though? Because I, um, I, I have a kid's, like, ensemble movie that would fit into this category. It's just weird that, like, you can now see a movie where Thanos is a kid, or like, yeah. at least an, a, a, a teenager. You know, it's funny, because I know he played Thanos, and I know he did a great job, but when I think of Brolin and I'm doing comics, I think Cable before Thanos. Only because you see him more facially than you do in Thanos, I think. I mean, if I'm being honest, the first thing I think of for Brolin is none of them. It's actually no. the movie Old Boy. I'm saying comic book-wise. Comic book, sure. Uh, I would say Thanos, because I thought as much as Deadpool 2 was a decent movie, and as much as Brolin was fine as Cable, he, I was more enthralled and wowed by no. him as Thanos. I agree with everything you just said. What I'm saying, though, visually speaking, because of all the CGI and everything, you don't really see Brolin, so you don't think Brolin. Do you know what I'm uh, saying? No, because when I look at Thanos, I see Brolin. See, I, I don't I hear the voice. I, no, it's it's more. I think it's because I'm a big. I'm a fan of Brolin. Yeah, that, I'm not. I'm not not a fan. Just to put that out there, like I'm I not. Know, yeah. I, know, I know that, but I I still see. Because I guess it's because of old boy. Like old boy, he comes off very gruff and menacing, um, and also sympathetic. So I saw once I saw old boy, and then the word was out like, "Oh, he's gonna play fucking Thanos in Guardians of the Galaxy." I'm like, "Dude, I am fucking in." And also, yeah. just the gradualness because. I would say he uh, Brolin looks less like Brolin as Thanos, less in Guardians of the Galaxy than he does in Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame. Because in Guardians, he's like blue, and or purple. even it's the, even the end it's, scene it's, in um, Avengers because the in, the in, post in uh, Age of Ultron, yeah. No, it's it's Avengers, but it's that's not Brolin. Okay. That's not Brolin at the end of the bonus scene of the first Avengers. It is Brolin at the end of the Age of Ultron. Like far. So that's why there's such a drastic difference between those two. One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the guy that played Thanos at the end of the uh, Avengers, the first one, that was a very fucking spot on. Thanos. It was. That looked like comics actor Thanos, and then, uh, you know, once Brolin was cast, it's like, okay, this is Thanos, but you definitely see Brolin. Yeah, I still, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I see more of him in Cable. That's just me, but that's not. 
I'm that's going from visual. Well, yeah, exactly. That's my point. You know, with him being, yeah. I just don't automatically think of, I don't think of Deadpool 2, I guess. From I, a it, comic. It hit me as much. From a comic. No, no, no. The movie didn't, but from a, yeah, just from a, anyway. Never um, would have been my first choice to play Cable, either. No, he wasn't mine either. I had, like, I was not really a fan of the casting. I thought it was no. like, I was more pissed off. I'm like, you can't be fucking Thanos currently and Cable currently, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Stick to it. You know I'm still a little sour on um, Chris Evans being Human Torch and Captain America, so. Yeah, but we give fucking Ryan Reynolds a pass because he needs some redemption. Like Deadpool after Green Lantern and. Yeah, but see, that's and, different worlds. See, that's different worlds. That's Marvel and DC. But I still have a problem with that, too. Yeah, well, I know you do. I have less of a, I have a less of a problem if you cross the streams like that, but my, you know. Okay, so what about Christian Bale going on to Thor? Wait, hold on. We have a whole fucking thing here. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Anyway. Um, I'm not supposed to be the one to reel us back in, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> but getting back to the Goonies, you know, like, other than Chunk, you know who got the the um, the the shaft in that casting? Um, I don't know the actor's name, and I really don't feel like looking him back up again, but he's the kid who played Short Round in Temple of Doom. Oh, the kid who played Data. Yeah. Uh, que- Cur- fuck. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to try. But what, you know, what has he done since those two movies? Like, really? Um, I'm saying compared to, like, Josh Brolin, Sean Astin, you know, these these other names that have, like, gone on to careers. Even fucking Corey Feldman had, right. like... Right, you know, exactly. That's my point. Which, you know, the way I reached out to Corey Feldman, but why you wouldn't want to have Corey Feldman on the show? Oh, I no, no. He's really. I, I've heard him interviewed more than a few times, and he is a train wreck interview. Well, okay, we just kind of guaranteed we'll probably never get Corey Feldman on here. I'm okay with that. <laughs> and all right, well, I'm just saying, like that would be a, I would be a fascinating conversation. I can think like, of other people that would be fascinating. It wouldn't be as much of a train wreck. Okay, well, which is why I wrote to Jeff Cohen first. Okay. Well, Jeff Cohen's I, welcome, please. I just want someone to tell me what it was like to be on the goon docks, you know? Like, oh, God. Tell me what it was like to film. What? What'd you Nothing. say? Nothing. Fucking cocksmoker. <laughs> um, by the way, I was, again, listening back to the Chasing Lay interview, and the fact that the guy, uh, who, I forget who it was, somebody didn't know the term. Someone who was in the movie didn't know the term cocksmoker. I think it was Joe, like the the one, Annie who played Joe. Yeah. No idea what a cocksmoker it's, it's, was. It's pretty much like... And you called her out on it. You're like, you're in this fucking movie. Like, how, how do you not know what a cocksmoker is? It doesn't even mean it's not even a literal. Like it's not like you like have a pack of like cocks and you're like, oh, I'm trying to cut down these cocks. You know, I'm smoking yeah. too much of them. This cock is giving me cancer. No, they have a you know? equally as bad term for it in England, but that's beside the point. Very true. Um, yeah. What was your ensemble fucking Goonies movie that you were about? to bring hey, up? It's not a Goonies movie, but it's it's got kids in it. It's like that kind of thing because the Goonies are all kids, except maybe Brolin, who might have been a teenager but for the most part you know uh can i take a stab at what what it was yeah you can i'm sure you'll probably get it four boys no i don't know i don't know what that is no is it 
are there four boys in the oh, movie? No, and it's not the movie. I know where you're going with that, and it's not that. Okay, so it's not Stand By Me. No. I've actually never seen that. Go to hell. You should. You need to see Stand By Me. Okay. I'm just, I mean, it's got Corey Feldman in it, but it's a pretty good movie. It's got Will Wheaton, so it equals out. <laughs> yeah, because that's why people fucking watch Stay By Me, for Will Wheaton. I would talk to Will no. Wheaton before I talk to Corey Feldman. That's all I'm saying. I would talk to Will Phoenix, but he's dead. So you're well, kind of <laughs> left with the other three. Yeah. Anyway. Um, no disrespect to Jerry O'Connell. Oh, yeah, Jerry O'Connell. I'd talk to Jerry O'Connell, too, especially with him voicing Superman as often as he does. I'd be all about having that conversation. Yeah, it's funny. He was the fat one. Um, no, for it's the Sandlot. Oh, I should have, I should have guessed that. That that was that's a good one too. I I love me some Sandlot, and that's one of those movies that I can put on and watch whenever. You know, I me some Sandlot. <laughs> hey, don't hate. I don't know. You you let me have free reign with the goodies, so I'll give you. Uh... I'll give you the sand, Sandlot, Sandlot, Sandlot. It's a fun fucking movie. Good movie, dude. I fucking love that movie. I actually it's watched it. It's got a great cast, too. It does. I mean, but they're all great kid actors. Like, you don't, you know, I I don't know what any of them are doing right now. Well, there is, I mean, there's one that I'm like, I could pluck out who's like not part of the, the Sandlot group, but she's in it. Oh, it's the, the actress. The lifeguard? Like, she's been in, um, she was sort of, like, a go-to circa, like, 2007. Like, she was, uh, she's, she's in, like, horror movies. Like, she was in Scream 4. Okay. She was in Planet Terror from the Grindhouse movies. Okay. Can't remember her fucking name. Yeah, I don't know either. Now I'm feeling looking it up. I'm getting lazy. Um, but I, I, I like that movie. The other one that's similar... In that it's a sportsman, the Mighty Ducks movies, all three of them. You know, I, I I don't even know which one I saw, but I saw a Mighty Ducks movie when I was a kid. Do you remember what was happening in it? Because I could probably tell you. I remember, I think I was at my cousin's house when we were like five, six, and I, you know, it's just on TV and I have no idea what was going on. Well, if you, if you're any kind of interest at all, three of them are on um, Disney Plus. Disney Plus? Okay. Yeah. Well, I also look at a video store, so. The, well, yes, they're that too. To me, the second one's the best of the bunch. Mm, you're going sequel, Pride. You're going Godfather Part 2 as opposed to Godfather 1? No, because I like Godfather 1 better. You know that. But you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I one usually picks Part 2 over 1. Yeah. Well, I mean, the same thing with Terminator. T2 over T1. That I would agree with. Yeah, T T2 all day. T2 is the best one in the bunch, flat out without really getting into it you know well we will do a terminator deep dive one of these fucking days but like to be fair that's not really fucking saying much like i saw dark fate and holy shit oh is it good is it good no it's it's the best of the sequels but again that's not saying much i like genesis okay well then you may fucking love dark fate hmm because I didn't, I mean, I liked the first half of Genesis, and then Dark Fate was just, like, I really, I was entertained by Dark Fate. That's the best thing I could say. Is like, I was really entertained. However, no. All right, so let me let me pick something from my list. Let me see. Okay, here's, here's, 
Here's one that was like one of those rare times where I begged my dad to buy a movie and he went and did it. And then it was like, this is my, this is my movie. Because like I said, when I was little, I didn't have a collection, but like this. So this was like the one lone movie. I'm like, this is mine. Tommy boy. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of that movie, but I, I could see it. I mean, I get it. I don't, I don't, I mean, one of the other movies on this list, and I don't really need to deep dive it, but I mean, we've, we've talked about the fact that I'm an Abbott Costello fan. Yeah. And like my favorite Abbott Costello movie was, is Abbott Costello meet the killer. It's not even meet Frankenstein, not even Dr. Jekyll or, you know, when they're in fucking army and shit, it was meet the killer. And that was also on like a VHS tape that someone filmed or something. And I remember it, it, the, the premise is very simple. It's at a hotel and the hotel is near bottomless pits, which is like, was like you, bizarre. it's not like it, it's bizarre, but it's like, there's like these world famous caves that are near the hotel. And if you go in the, in the caves, if you aren't following the tour guide, you're falling in like bottomless pit kind of scenario. Hmm. It's a it's it's a thing next to a premise next to a MacGuffin. That's why this fucking works. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I'm oh, sorry, but Costello is the like what's what the he's the uh, not a valet, but he's the guy who like brings up the bags for the customers. Oh, um, bellhop. Well, yeah, yeah. So he's the bellhop. And he accidentally breaks a new prominent guest classes, which gets him fired. So then he goes up to apologize to this new prominent guest, finds the body. And now because there was a, there was that whole thing where he gets fired, they think he's the prime suspect. Right. So it's him constantly finding bodies and the, the evidence surrounding him is just like, I... I've never killed anybody. And, and Abbott is like trying to help. There's this whole great bit where like, he's constantly trying to move the body from one room to another. And then once he puts it in one spot, the killer fucking puts it back in a different spot that he's least ex- uh, expecting. So there's this whole part where he's running around a room, like finding the same body over and over and over again in different parts of the room. It's pretty funny. Well, you know, it's funny. We we talked earlier about, you know, I mentioned the Avatar watching that once when I was the the animated series when I was sick with the flu, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking in that I feel like when I am sick, I tend to go for series of things. And I don't mean always TV series. I mean like like another one of my go tos when I'm not feeling well is Star Wars, but it. it it, but which episode will change depending from illness to illness? And I can't specifically say this is the flu and this is like sinus infection. That's not like that. But like, <laughs> you know, it's not that specific. But like one time I might want to see A New Hope, but another time I might want to watch Force Awakens and another time I want to watch Attack of the Clones, you know. You don't do like a... When you say that you watch a series, does that mean you're watching something that's in a series or you watch a series of films for continuity? Both. It just depends. There have been times where I've wanted to watch the whole series, but there's been other times where it's like, I don't want to watch all of them, but I want to watch something from this series. Do you know you what I mean? You want a chapter of a story. Right. Whether it be Star Wars or 
another one that I like to go to when I'm sick is the Back to the Future. You know, mm-hmm. would you know, um, which kind of goes back to your point about childhood. You know, because those are all from my childhood. You know what I mean? So, sure. it, I have a hard time just watching one Back to the Future movie. I always, at least, at the very least, I always have to watch the just the first two together. I, I have to agree with you. I think, I think, especially with Back to the Future, that I think if I'm if I whatever one I start with, I have to watch the the following. So yeah. even if I start with two, I at least have to watch three. If I start with one, and I have to watch all three of them. You know? Yeah. There is that whole thing. I mean, we talked about this when we did, whoa, this is heavy. But I said, like, you know, it's just one long fucking movie. Right, right. Which I think I even said at the time is how I view The Matrix, which is a whole other conversation for another day. But Right, which y- we will get to, I promise. Yeah, no, I know. Um, we were trying to get a guess for that, but I, I think we're ultimately going to have to do it without him. But that's... Mm. And that's not a shot at the guess. I think it's just life. But, you know... um. I tend to do that. I tend to go to like things that are our series, like Star Wars, like Back to the Future. You know, I think mm-hmm. if I was a bigger fan, probably the Terminator movies. Do you know what I mean? But here's the thing: you and I, I've noticed this based on our conversations. I think a lot of it of our childhood and when we're sick, shit is a lot of Spielberg, a lot of Lucas. Well, I mean Star Wars. I mean we're not like. Oh my God, American Graffiti! Like, no, none of that. You know, uh, we we're primarily Spielberg, maybe like, I mean, Cameron, James Cameron for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends. <laughs> and Zemeckis, Zemeckis is the other one that like. I think you know, it depends, it, though, because like I said, sometimes my go-to's, like I said, are the American President, Dave, you know, those movies, and they're not any of those guys, you know. No. Um. I mean, I guess you could say Sorkin, because it seems to be a Sorkin thing going on there. But yeah, I think I think I think you're a fan. You're like you you are like me. You you actually, whether you're aware of it or not, tend to like movies that are written by the same screenwriter. Yeah, I I think you, things you like, like that. Like a type of dialogue. Yeah, but even if I don't do it on purpose, probably right. Yeah, yeah. And I would say the same thing with filmmakers. Like I I mean I love Spielberg. Like Spielberg enriched, I wouldn't have nearly as an interesting of a of a uh, imagination if it wasn't for Spielberg and Lucas and sure. Scorsese and and you know Coppola. Those are those pioneers in like the golden age of the seventies of new age Hollywood. Coppola, Scorsese, De Palma, uh, Spielberg, Lucas—they were all like that new generation. You know, that it's our imagination. It's funny you say what you say about me, though, and I mean that positively because I'm looking at my collection and three other movies jumped out at me that I like when I need, like, comfort food type movies, and they're all similar in that they have dialogue, so it's it's um, almost famous. Mm-hmm. Um, you like Cameron Crowe. Yeah. Um, I like... You like- you yeah, you're a very dialogue movie type of guy, which might be why I'm drawn to Kevin's stuff so much because he's you know I, I've never really thought of it that way, and that's funny because his stuff isn't stuff that I go to when I'm not feeling well. Like I don't want to watch any of that stuff when I don't feel good. Um, not for me. I mean, it's yeah. I've I've seen Jay and Saw Bob Strike Back when I was sick. It, it that's that's the most. I mean, 
Ironically enough, I think when I was like sick, I think I've seen like Jersey Girl. Like that's the most feel good movie he's got. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It ain't Tusk, motherfucker. No, it ain't Tusk. You know what I was describing to Deb earlier, and she never heard me talk about it, and I'm surprised, but I was telling her about a Red State. Mm-hmm. And she actually seemed pretty intrigued by that, so we might end up watching Red State. It's a good one. It is a good one. It, it, you've said this before, so I don't need to deep dive with you again, but it's his best film. And I say film. Like right. It, That's why I stressed it the way I did. Yeah. It's his best I like, film. I like filmmakers... Like, I, I, I'm fine if Kevin does this, more or less the same type of directing style that he's done. Yeah. I don't really need a, a filmmaker to to challenge himself and try new things. But I definitely appreciate it when it's successful. Like, Todd Phillips going from the Hangover fucking movies to Joker. Whether you like the Joker, whether you're going to want to see the Joker, CJ, it doesn't matter. It is a fucking achievement in terms right. of, like, this dude, this dude, like... Instead of being like, all right, I got a camcorder, I made a movie. It's like, okay, I'm studying film and I make a movie. Right, right. That's no, the difference. I get that. I get that. Um, before we start to wrap up, because I think it's about that time, but I, I wanted to share it with you just because I thought it was fun. Like I said several times throughout this episode, Deb and I were talking about this before you and I got on here. And we picked, I actually picked hers out for her, but I was right. And I uh-huh. think you would appreciate it. And hers is my cousin Vinny. <laughs> okay, good. That's her. That's her. Like, could watch it any time. That's like her number one. Could watch it any time. Mm-hmm. And I have to agree how good that is. Like, that's that is one of those movies. Like, I don't know if I could watch the whole thing, but that that courtroom scene at the end with Marissa Tomei, I can watch that every time it's on. It's great for all the reasons. Like, yeah. it's great for stuttering lawyer. It's great for. Uh, Ralph Macchio is is great for fucking Fred Gwynn is is phenomenal. I mean that was his last movie. The yeah, I played the judge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, it it's and it's Pesci being Pesci without being Pesci, if that makes well, sense. I phrased it recently. We were talking about Pesci, and we were all, we were I don't remember what we were talking. About. We were probably talking about the Irishman, but I said something like. Or no, we were talking about Home Alone, I think. And I said, Pesci is is he's usually doing his like gangster roles, or he's doing his wise guy role. Like there's, or he's a villain role, or I don't know how I phrase it. Well, did but I? I know I know we I, talked to Lethal Weapon in the first the great Christmas movie debate. But right. did you see the the subsequent ones, two, three, and four for Lethal Weapon? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen them all. Okay, because I've only seen one and four, and <laughs> really, yeah, and not not by design. It just happened to be that way. But um, so but you're, you're just like you went from one to four. You're like, where the fuck did Pesci come from? Well, I know because I because if you see on like the cover art for I think three, he's on the cover, like he's on the the. So I knew he somehow gets into the, but I don't know the 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 genesis of it. You know, but he should have been two. Okay, but he's he's very pesky without being a gangster or a criminal in that movie. In four, at least. Well, in in two, three, and four, he plays a character named Leo Getz. Yeah, he's basically. Well, I'm telling the audience, he's basically. Let me put it this way: he is the 
conniving, like Shylock type of like he's he's like a shyster lawyer type of character. Right. Like he's well, he's a con man who you just look at you're like you're totally conning me. Whereas right. But there's this my cousin the, Vinny. You wouldn't tell if he was conning you or not. True. But do you remember how well do you remember like, the weapon for? Very well. Okay, so there's a sequence where in the car, in it, it, it's Mel Gibson, um, Danny Glover, and Chris Rock's in the back seat, mm-hmm. and Pesci as Leo gets pulls up next to them, mm-hmm. and is talking to Riggs and Murtaugh, and it's obvious they have a relationship at that point. They've known each other for you know a long time or whatever, and yep. and, and look. Say what you want about Lethal Weapon 4, because I know people who don't like it, but Chris Rock was, like, he, he, perfect in that role. Like, I loved him as that, that, you know, he, because it was good. He's, you know, especially when he and and Pesci start going back and forth. Like, I wonder how much of that was improvised. Because Pesci turns to him and goes, so who's the perp? And, and Rock goes on this rant. That's like what? Because I'm a black man in the back of a police car. I gotta be a perp, don't you see this shirt suit? Don't you see this tie? You see this gun? You see this badge? And the whole point of bringing that up is you get Pesci going, okay, 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 okay. You know, like that rapid fire, like freak out Pesci, but not being a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he the okay, 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 okay. Yeah. That is the character trope the reoccurring catchphrase um, in all the lethal weapons starting from two, three, and four. Okay. The other thing is that his name is a pun. He's like, whatever you want, Leo gets. Get it? Okay? Okay? Get it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not like, I can get you anything. Whatever you want, I'll get you. Leo, whatever you want, Leo gets. And I, I, I don't know why. I mean, I watched a lot of lethal weapon movies too. Um, but that, yeah, that fucking, you know, there's something about lethal weapon four. That's uh, for me and Michael, especially because I only watched Lethal Weapon movies with Michael. The first time I ever did Mushrooms, we ended up watching Lethal Weapon 3 together. That's a thing. So I didn't really trip hard, but I was like, it was the giggly type. So I got to. But anyways, but that's that's actually a great way of saying, like, I only watched it with Michael. We did Shrooms and we watched Lethal Weapon 3. As you do. Was, As you do. And it has never been fucking funnier since. Like, um, yeah, I'm sure it, it hasn't. Was, it was funny before, but this time we were just like, oh, my ribs. And like, Lethal Weapon 3 is really not the funny one. Like, it's yeah. kind of the one that like dips down a little bit. You, um, you, by the way, you heard they're making Lethal Weapon 5. That's confirmed now. Yeah, they've been talking about doing that for 20 years. Though. No, but it's like. Confirmed, confirmed. I think they start shooting they, next they year. Confirmed, they, they confirmed it five years ago, and they were going like, all right, we're, since the the uh, the TV series that like skewed out. Yeah, the, the the series was going for a while. It went on for like two or three seasons. Yes, and then it fucking nosedived. <laughs> yeah, because the fucking guy who played like the guy who played Riggs actually fucking went crazy. Yeah, like I didn't. Maybe there's a curse with that role, motherfucker. Maybe anyone who plays Riggs, you're just going to be like, I'm going to throw shit at my co-star. I'm going to blame the Jews for everything. All right, Riggs is off the fucking table. <laughs> Riggs is supposed to be crazy. You're not supposed to be crazy to play Riggs. That's not the requirement. Yeah. Um, what the fuck were we... Oh, so 
Remember, remember, we have a, I have a family friend who you have spoken to, Dave Farber. Yes. Yeah, that's a yeah. talk about crazy motherfuckers. Yeah, Dave Farber. Everything he says, ninety nine point nine percent of everything he says is absolutely offensive as shit. Yeah, <laughs> we have some of that on tape to prove it. Yeah, yes, we do. <laughs> but one of the the point one percent thing that he says that's not offensive but still really funny is he had this phrase which was "rub it on your chest." And it was meant as, man, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Man, rub it on your chest. It it doesn't, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what it means. But rub it on your chest became this, like, weird fucking way for, like, me and Michael and Ron my, and my dad just to be like, man, rub it on your chest instead of saying fuck you. And so there's a part. When Michael and I were watching Lethal Weapon 4 for the first time together, I had, we watched the first three, then I found it on VHS, and I bought it, brought it over to his house. There's a part in the beginning where they're, they're in the yacht or boat or something, and they fall in the water. Yeah, yeah. And they're all wet, and Chris Rock, whose character's name is Butters, yep. he's like, hey, can we get a towel for, uh, you know, for, you know, Murtaugh and Riggs? And he hands a towel to Murtaugh, he says, here, rub it on your chest. <laughs> oh, shit. And Michael and I fucking looked at each other and burst out laughing. And just that mo- just that moment of two friends just kind of being like, oh, you are thinking the exact same fucking thing as I am. And we just, we, I mean, we had to stop the movie because we were laughing so fucking hard. Yeah. And we rewound it numerous times. And the, I, I'm pretty sure my tape is warped just right there. Rub it in uh, but no, ironically enough, none of the Lethal Weapons movies are on my fucking uh, list. On oh, mine either, but yeah. Um, I know we're I know we're gonna wrap up. Let me just run down really quickly. Oh so, yeah, like, please. I'm sorry. Tommy Boy, like because I like Abbott Costello, it made sense for me to like like Tommy Boy. Yeah, Chris it's Marley. very, it's very Abbott Costello ass version. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But I, I loved everything about. I still I rewatched Tommy Boy recently. And I'm like, oh my god, this movie still fucking holds up. I'm not I'm not uh, the biggest fan of. Look, I Farley. I loved Sandler and Farley and Spade and all those guys when they were on Saturday Night Live. Lo- that's my yeah. favorite era of Saturday Night Live, without question. Why too? But, but those those movies, like the early ones, like your Billy Madison's, your Happy Gilmore's, you know, um, Tommy Boy. Beverly Hills Ninja, like those movies, just never—they just never, never spoke to me. Yeah, you know. But of all of them, there's two that I can kind of tolerate: Happy Gilmore and Tommy Boy. And Tommy Boy more than Happy Gilmore, to be honest with you. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> no, it's it's just because you know, it, it's not as a, there are parts that are way over the top, but not the whole movie, if that makes sense. Sure, I, I can... Like, the deer in the car, okay, a little too much. <laughs> but, you know... A little bit. But the but the fat guy in a little coat, and then it rips, you know, that... That was... That was... Uh, Chris Farley just did that to Spade. No, I get it, time. but but it but it fits, and it works, and it's not over the top, or like... 
when Spade's watching the girl at the pool and kind of jerking off at the window, but not, you know. I since I just rewatched it, I actually had a hard time. I was like, "Ooh, that's creepy." No, it's totally creepy, but it but but, it creepy what I thought when I was a kid. I mean, I've I've grown and I've been like aware of women's feelings and shit. I'm like, oh, there, I don't think she'd like it. Well, I mean, real quick, going back to the Weapon Four, there's jokes in that movie now that wouldn't play today. Of course not. Like, there's the whole thing where he thinks Butters is gay and has a real fucking problem with it. Like that. That would never play today. Riggs, do you think he's trying to fuck me? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the part where they're in the dentist office and they're all high as shit on nitrous oxide. And he's like, I yeah. thought you were, you know. And he's, he's like, like no! Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's funny because you can look at it in context and hopefully you've got a brain and you can kind of like look at it from. Yeah, you could say, oh, these characters are high as shit. They don't mean to be homophobic. Right. Well, yeah, but but even before that, Murtaugh's a little homophobic, let's be real. But still. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, that and the fried rice joke are the two that are kind of like, eh. <laughs> I forgot but, about that one. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, you wanted to. So, um, all right. Uh, Amadeus. We, we alluded to Amadeus earlier. Yeah. Amadeus was my favorite movie. When I was eight years old, I would argue to say it's your one of it's if it's not your favorite, it's like top three uh, still. Oh, it's it's definitely my top ten. Yeah, um, you don't think it's as high as three? I don't know. I've never thought of of a top three. That that's really hard for me. If I was to, if I I don't think I could do all ten, but if I was to pick your top three, Amadeus would probably be in there. I don't know if, what number, but it would be there. <laughs> I mean, I like a lot of movies, too. I know, I know I, you do, but just based on the conversations will, we've had, you know. I will definitely say it's in my top ten. That's the that's the best I can do as of right now. That's fine. I'm not asking. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so Amadeus, obviously. Uh, time Bandits. We've talked about, I've talked about Time Bandits on here. That I could, that I watched when I was sick. Someone, I've, I was sick. Someone yeah. brought it. Someone, dad brought me over to someone's house. Like, you know, he's like, I have to go somewhere. You're sick. Sorry, you, you're coming with yeah, me. Yeah, you told me that, you told this during the, um, In Memorious, I believe. I think you told that story. I, yeah. Oh, so, no, um, yeah. Goodfellas, I saw. Yeah, that would be, yeah. See, that would be another top three one for me, for you. For me, if uh, I was putting, if I was putting your top three together, that would be, you just named two of the top three. And again, I don't know what order yet, but that would be. Two of the top three. I'd be curious what you, like, you know, you compiling a list for me, what you think my top, at least top three or top five is. Well, right now Uh, you've listed two of them. If I can figure the third one during this conversation, I'll try to rank them before we hand it off. But yeah. I'm going to say this next title and be like, that's it. I'm going to be like, nope, you're wrong. Uh, Halloween. No, I know as much as you like it. I I, I would agree. That's not in that, that, yeah, no. I definitely love the movie. Yes. No uh, doubt about that. But actually, actually, I think I can do your top three. I think I can do it, and I think I can do the order right now. I'm curious. Go ahead. I think it's Goodfellas. I think it's Amadeus, and I think it's Goonies in that order. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to really think about that. <laughs> I can stumped I do, you. It's a goddamn yeah, miracle. Can I, can I do your uh, your top three? I don't think you'd get it right, though, because we've never really talked about the movies that are in my top three, but go ahead. I think I could do it. Okay. Red October, Red October, Red October. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I thought you were going to take a serious crack at it. 
No, I, you know, you're right. I haven't done it enough. Um, I can give you my number one very quickly off the top of my head, but it doesn't make these lists because it's not a, it's not a comfort movie for me, but I can tell you my number one. Okay. High Fidelity. Hands down without, without thinking about it. I still have to show Steph that. That's a good movie. I, I'll, I'll really I, watch it. Now that you know, when was the last time you watched it? Seriously. Um, I watched it when we did the, um, I thought, I thought, I think I watched it when we were doing the, uh, Dustin episode. The music the, one? My top five, whatever the fuck we did. Okay, but that was only like episode six of Potoskew, I think it is. It was way early on, maybe ten, but it was early yeah. on. Yeah, now it, was, you, it was, it's been a while. Now that you know me as well as you do, watch that movie and tell me that that dude is not me. All right. I'll, I, when, Steph, when I show the movie to Steph, I'm going to be like, all right, the assignment is we watch this and think, is this CJ? <laughs> Yeah, I'm serious. All right. Who do you who do you think of when you watch a movie and you think of me? Out of curiosity, I've never really put much thought into it. If I was gonna throw you in, but it's funny you said that because if I was gonna throw you into high fidelity, you would definitely be fucking Jack yeah. Blackett. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In that movie, you would be that character. But I don't mean that as a, that's not meant. And you know, I'm not a big fan of his, but that's not I'm meant not as a either, negative. But I, I don't. I'm not either. But that's definitely his best role. Oh, without question, yeah, I, mean, I agree. And his he's he's kind of charming in an awful kind of way in School of Rock. I yeah, I, I kind of I don't mind that movie. That's not another one of his that I mind. But for the most part, yeah, I'm with you. I don't like him. Um, to finish up my improv list, Please. I got Jurassic Park one. Okay, not yeah, that- too much going on for me, but I I can see that. Well, because I've said it before, I'm like Jurassic Park is the great way if you want to like bridge into horror at a young age and you're like stepping into it like because it's fucking giant dinosaurs eating people yeah it's scary when you're like it's scary if you've never seen it before yeah um which leads me to jaws jaws i i I know you're not a fan when you're you and steph are like you you are two of the most important people in my life and you both are like meh i'm like what the fuck i i jokingly said I think I said this to Deb, but I've definitely said it to myself, if nothing else, that you and Deb should date and I and Steph should date because our tastes are, that's how the tastes line up more. Or if you think about it, we've just been dating people to prep for you and me to be partners. <laughs> that, there you go. I like that. We've been, we've been dating people to prep each other for ourselves. That's, there yeah. you go. For each other. Yeah. For We're each other. Like- yeah. Yeah. Now, we, we didn't know that, so it was like the universe being like, all right, I'm going to put this chick in front of you. you you're you going to tear your hair out for certain things. So what she does and how you guys <laughs> mingle and act with each other. But trust me, once you get through this year hump of being with this person, then you can handle your potescue partner. <laughs> yeah. The difference is I will never murder you and know how to cover it up. That's the major difference. You will one hundred percent not get away with it. No, not <laughs> you, you. If you killed me, if you're like, yeah, it's that guy. <laughs> you, you know why? It's because you wouldn't be able to run away. You'll then just be like, oh, yeah, that's fuck you. you. That's wrong. He's trying to get away. He's like, just down the block. Oh man, damn. Hey, fuck you! You killed me. I can't make fun of a. I can't. I can't say a cripple joke, even though you killed me. You know the irony is based on your previous statement about us dating to prepare for this. 
Steph could kill you, get away with it, and blame me. And I would go to jail. How? Because she's that good. Oh, she's just that diabolical? Yes. And and that, w- not necessarily that diabolical, but that logical. Like, okay, I wore the gloves, I hid the thing here, like, I washed my hands, you know. Yeah, cops are going to be like, it was obviously that man who lives in New Jersey. Well... I mean, I think there would have to be we were living closer together first, but you get the point. No, that's how good stuff is. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, clearly it was the dude in Jersey because who, all the killers are living in Jersey. Who has no record of a plane ticket or ever having flown to or near San Francisco. Uh, the, so the last one on my list was Return of the Jedi because I saw that more than any other fucking Star Wars film. Yeah, I, I think... I think you know, like I said, especially when I got to the list of stuff when I'm sick, you know, Star Wars definitely is comfort food. And, and but there more is than any particular Star Wars film, like No, I get that. But I was that's what I was kind of I was tying it together in that more than anything else, I know I said, you know, earlier it depends on how you're feeling, which one I want to see, but more more times than not, I always go to the original trilogy. I always go to one of the one. It may not always be Return, but it might be Empire or New Hope. But I more times than not, when I'm in that mood and I'm looking for that, it's one of those three. So yeah, Jedi was always mine. I I mean, I always found Jedi to be the weakest of those three, and it has nothing to do with Ewoks. I find A New Hope the weakest. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that was kind of a weak way of ending this fucking conversation. Okay, well, I'll just cut everything after you say Return of Jedi. <laughs> no, just say that was a weak way of... No, this is where you stop it. This was a weak way of ending this conversation. <laughs> CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Podeski was a member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Visit their website, BigHeadsMedia.com, and follow them on Twitter, at BigHeadsMedia. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Potaskew, Rico is at RanceRico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for our work via email at LogoMike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Hey, Sergeant Riggs, Sergeant Bertha. What are you guys doing here? Oh, hell, that's a long story. Hey, man, you're all wet. You you need a blanket or something? No, I'm fine. Hey, somebody get this man a blanket right now. Blanket, yes, sir. All right. Blanket! Oh, oh, sorry. Blanket. Sir, you should really take this. You're all wet. I'm all, yeah, uh, yeah. Get some of that vapor rub and rub it on your chest.
Ask you. Ask you.